housing in Islamid of Mamam Arabi. And the Khakham had just explained how Khazal had knowledge of the way the world runs. And they even had it written for themselves as a way to remember, as a way to revise themselves uh, the principles of the constellations moving, the principles of the solar system. And Zanatu Kuzari asks, and Islam the king asks, Wa'amra Kuzari, Eich Abdu Haswari Mahim, Shaiba Kavana, Venishra Elishanimeka. How could it be that the books which were written as a way to explain this Chachma, in other words, were dedicated specifically to the topic of explaining the Chachma of nature, the Chachma of astronomy, were all lost, we don't have them anymore. And when they mentioned in the Chazal, the Mikra, by the way, when it's talking about the Arachas of Kedush HaKedush, the Arachas of Edim, whatever it is, and by the way, it mentions rules of which were things that Chazal knew, and so that's that we have still, those uh, kinds of Ramazim, those allusions to Chazal's knowledge, and the books which were authored by Chazal as a way to remember, and therefore would have been more of a complete or more of a systematic, maybe, instead explanation of Chazal's knowledge, how could it be that we lost that? So, it's not just a question factually, historically, it's more of a question like a, a little bit maybe doubting what the Chacham had told him. So if it's actually true that there were books that the Chazal had explaining all these principles, so what those are the books which were lost, whereas all the other Sfarim, which have Chazal still remain, how would you explain that? It happened to be like that. And it's a very simple explanation. That's what the Chacham tells in Islam Islamic language. It's very simple. Those Sfarim weren't publicized. Those Sfarim weren't publicized. They were kept for the people who knew them. They were kept for the people who knew them. And uh, we made it without wide appeal, without a lot of people knowing about them, without multiple copies being in existence. So it was much more likely that the few copies there were would get lost. And Chazal uh, B'davka didn't mefaris them the Chachma they had. It was, like we said in the past before, Ki Chachmaschem, or Binaschem Le'enei Amim, it was the Chachma that Klai Yisrael had, which was uniquely ours. And in fact, even those Rishonim who learn that the Isra of teaching Torah to Goyim is applying specifically to what you call the Seder Ibr, which means that there would be a specific Isra to teach Torah knowledge to knowledges would apply to this kind of Torah. And so it was kept hidden. It was kept hidden, it was kept uh, in the possession of very few. And of course, something like that is much more likely to get lost. Whereas the Mishnahis, let's say, which were widespread, which were publicized, which were disseminated to everybody, so there'd be many more people who knew them and many more copies available, would be much less likely they would get lost. And it doesn't just apply to the books that there had been of Chazal's knowledge of the nature of the Teva. There's a lot of Sifra Kabbalah, which exactly the same thing happened. That is, because there was, there was a field which wasn't studied by too many people, because there were things which only the very few copies in existence of, so we, we know a lot of Sfarim which are quoted and which we've lost. We don't have any of these Sfarim anymore. They weren't as popular, they weren't as well known. And the matter, they weren't as well preserved. Were they accurate Sfarim? I thought we said that, that there were many notes that were written, but the only ones that were in the Kubo were the ones from... I'm not talking about the time there is, I'm talking about the time of the name. We have Midrashi Kabbalah, which we lost. Uh, parts of the Midrash Elam and things like that. Midrash Asaisius, which we don't have anymore. We know they used to have them, but uh, again, they weren't published, they weren't known by most people. So we, no longer, we no longer have them. We said last time, even the Zara itself, there were periods of time and 
Well, parts of Parashat which didn't have it. It wasn't that well publicized. And so we made it. There was a rubbish on him. We never saw it there. They knew that it existed. But they didn't have a copy of it. It's hard to find. They wouldn't doubt the veracity of the Yes, there were definitely people who doubt the veracity of the for exactly that reason. Because in their time... respectable people? Uh, in, the, in the time of Spain, in the later Rishonim of Spain, there were those who doubted the Zara and didn't have it, and they didn't know where it came from. So maybe it's a later invention because we don't have a copy which we can check up on, verify. But uh, even though there was a lot of a lot of disagreement about the accuracy of the Zara, even the validity of the Zara, the Maisa, once the Arizal came along and told us that everything in the Zara, which he had, is exactly what Eliyahu told him that Hashem Ba'yachai taught, and uh, he explained a lot of it, and he definitely always relies on it. So then we have an aid Neman that we can trust the Zara. But before that, there was the Shah. There was those who doubted that the Zara was really a Tanaim, but it was exactly the way we have it now, whatever else was going to be, for the same reason. It wasn't as there wasn't that same necessary because it wasn't as well known. Sounds like a very a reasonable approach. That it says the only yechidim have books for whatever reason they need them. Yikar is a chayzid. This one who wants to be a chayzid wants to be a stargazer. So he needs the knowledge how to be a stargazer. Is a rifei. This person wants to be a doctor. So he needs to understand the chokhmah of biology. Is a menatech. This one wants to be a surgeon. And then again, he has to understand again the chokhmah of surgery. Adarech yudumi, for example. And therefore, the, the, what the, the, the knowledge they had, or that the books they wrote on their topics, was that for those people who had it. It wasn't for everybody else. And just like it says in the Pasuk, in Yeshaya, that it says about Adam, in the future of the Chachmus Chacham, of the Chachm of his Chacham will get lost, then that means that it wasn't widespread, so the, the, whatever the Chacham knowledge the Chacham had, they would lose it. There weren't enough people to, in Adam to maintain it. It says the same thing over here, that those areas of wisdom, which was only unique people in the, in the nation had, was much more likely to get lost. Whatever was in the realm of, was only known by Yechidim, so when they got lost, their wisdom got lost too. And therefore what we still have today, but the Nisha was only, all that's left is Kim Sifri, Atayris, we have the Sefer Torah, which everybody has and everybody knows. Everyone's learning it, everyone's rewriting it. And therefore, because there's so many people learning the Torah, holding the Torah, rewriting the Torah, memorizing the Torah, so of course, that's not something that would lose. What's called, what's collected in the Gemara from the Chacham and Chachma of the knowledge of physics or biology or anything else that we still have because everyone was learning Gemara because it was something which Klaishon looked after and kept and preserved and made sure to copy enough times that you wouldn't lose the Gemara so whatever Chachma of Chazal is brought by the way in the Gemara got preserved as well because it became part of the Shas and as part of the Shas it was something which was always being taught always being learned always being revised that we still have. And uh, what wasn't part of the Shas, there was uh, knowledge which there was, which wasn't uh, recorded and wasn't learned the same way, was much less known and therefore much more easily forgotten. And the last person just died with the knowledge. And therefore, if there wasn't enough people learning it, and the last person who had it died. With it, no, no one carried it out. And it's not a strange thing because, again, we're not just talking about knowledge of the physical world. There are a number of Swarim called Swarim which means books which were written 
either in the time of the second base of Megdash or in the time of the Tanaim, they weren't included, included in the Kisvet Kodesh. And uh, we know that some of them got lost, some of them it's very, very hard to find. They're definitely no one, no one learned them, they're definitely not as well known as the Mishnahis or as the Navi as whoever else, which is learned the whole time. It's why I'm like Ben Sira, for example. Ben Sira was uh, a, a similar to Mishle, except Mishle was Chachm of Shem which was included in Tanakh. And Ben Sira, even though he was a Chachm, his, uh, his, his words or his uh, proverbs weren't included in Tanakh. Does anybody learn Ben Sira today? Does anyone even know about Ben Sira today? Those people who learned the Gemara and the three or four places in Shas, when Ben Sira gets quoted, say, No, there was such a person. But uh, to learn his works, it's not part of Tanakh, nobody does. And, Did you uh, say he wasn't such a good person? He wasn't a Navi. He was, ah. a, he was a Chacham, but his words weren't included in Tanakh. He wasn't a Navi. So we know there was such a person. We know that he wrote something, some things he wrote are written in the Gemara. But uh, to, know, to tell the people today, learn the books of Ben Sira, I don't think we have all the books of Ben Sira. They got lost. And same thing, other things. There were, there were other people who wrote in the time of the Tanaim, and uh, we don't have we don't have the books they wrote. They weren't publicized enough. They weren't, uh, and you know, they got lost. So it's not a it's not a chiddush that Klai Yisrael lost things along the way. Uh, the chiddush is that we managed to preserve what we managed to preserve, and that is the Tanakh and the Mishnah and the Gemara and all the all the svarim which are central to it. We managed to hold on to and managed to keep. That never got lost. Okay, so that's the that's the answer of. <coughs> The Chacham to the king. And you claim, where are these Sfarim that the Rishonim, that the Tanaim had of the Chacham that they possessed? We lost them. And it's not surprising we lost them. They, they weren't Torah, and therefore it was uh, of importance to the people who needed to learn it, but it wasn't something which was preserved or something which was recorded. And wh- when was the printing press start being used as a. a in the a 1400s. The 1400s. So it's a much, much later. Wow, that's a very, very right. late. So this is very common. So most of the Rishonim, we don't have. We, don't well, have that we lost a lot of the Rishonim's works, and we know that we did. Either because they were destroyed, they were burnt, they were confiscated by the Goyim, or because there was there weren't enough people to copy them, and uh, we did lost them. And the other point one has to remember is that it wasn't just a question of a pound of people to learn and copy it; it was prohibitively expensive. Uh, the, when they didn't have paper, they didn't have a printing press, so everything had to be done on parchment with ink. It was like writing a sefer and so for every, if you think, well, what should I write, a Sefer Torah or uh, some history book, which is better in the same expenditure of effort and the same expensive materials, so of course, you'd rather write a Sefer Torah. Uh, at we have, uh, just as an example, and it's an amazing example. You know, if we were talk about, who, would, who do we consider to be, one, uh, if you were, we would ask, who do we consider to be the main five Ashkenazi Rishonim? Already, the, the five Ashkenazi, if you had to think of who we call the five Ashkenazi Rishonim that shaped uh, the halacha, the learning, the Torah of Ashkenaz, I'm sure Rabbeinu Tam would be on all of our lists. Yeah, sure. Right? Maybe Rashi, probably the next one would be Rabbeinu Tam. Right? Yeah, sure. Now, the Masa is, we have very, very little in writing from Rabbeinu Tam. Very, very little. There's a few chavis that we have from here. And... Uh, Maybe there's a certain Sefer Musa called Sefer Yashu, which might be his, might not be. But very little of the, of the Toysvasim, which are all attributed to Rabbeinatam, we have written from Rabbeinatam. He's quoted. He's quoted by everybody. He's quoted by the Rosh, he's quoted by the Malachan, he's quoted by the Truman, he's quoted by the Baha, the Smag and the Smag. They're all either his Talmudim or his Talmudim's Talmudim. They all quote Rabbeinatam. But if you want to see, where did Rabbeinatam write it? You don't have it. It's all my word of mouth. And why is it like that? So this is something I just want. So a friend of mine showed me in one of the very few chavos we have a rabbeinu tam. 
Rebbe Tam, someone sent him a shahida, and he wrote back to him in a, just like one line. He said, if you send me parchment, I'll write you an answer. Which means he didn't have what to write on. Uh, so we made it. They, so most of the story was left out there because he didn't have the materials to write it. So how much Torah did we lose like that? And it was the same thing throughout. So if they didn't have the ability to write and to, to preserve what they were they, they teaching, so of course there were things which got lost. So who preserved the Raj? Now this is going off topic. Who preserved the Raj students? In Spain, it wasn't the same thing. They, oh, they were a lot of... They were wealthier and they seemed to have more access to paper. Which is why there's so much more writing from the Sephardi Rishon and the Ashkenazi Rishon. Oh, was that right? Because they had access to paper. It's an amazing thing. Whereas in the Ashkenazi, they didn't. So it was much harder to write anything. Then the paper? Then the in paper. France, Germany, then the paper? No, they used parchment and it was hard, the parchment was expensive. Paper was invented in Spain? Oh, it was invented. They had, uh, like in most of the Arabian Peninsula, they had like these reeds they used to write on. So they gave you sort of there for sure. That's why the, the, the Ritva, the Rashba, the Meiri, they write a fortune. At the same time, the Rishonim of France, the Rambam, the same time, the Rishonim of France, the Ri, the Smag, the Smag, there's very little in writing from them. What they wrote was very Bikitsah. Not because they were less Chachamim uh, or less scholars in Torah, but they didn't have the means to write. It's an amazing thing. That's why the Tosis was mostly word of mouth. It was only recorded much later by the Rosh or by Rabbeinu Peretz, who were about 150 to 200 years after that. Most of it was word of mouth because it never to write it. Okay. Yeah, so that's uh, how much did we lose from that? That's what you're saying. It's not as surprising we've lost a lot of Torah scholarship along the way. Now, but now what it's going to tell us is we can still see in in the Gemara, which we do have, we can still see examples of Chazal's knowledge of the physical world. It, no, it's not, the, the Gemara wasn't dedicated to that, but throughout the discussion of the Gemara, we see the proficiency of Chazal knew had of understanding how things work physically. And he's going to give us lots of examples of that here. Yeah. Examples of the Chachm and the Chacham exhibited even in the Gemara. When we call that, we mention this kind of Hilchos Shchita and Hilchos Treifa. From the Chacham's discussion of Hilchos Shchita and Hilchos Treifa, we see Sheyeshim in a Chachmus, Mashinelim Ruben Megalinus. Galinus was a, a Roman physician who wrote a book of human anatomy. He was considered an authority for many, many years until much, much later on they understood that they could analyze the body much better and then they disagreed with him. But for sure, in the time of the Rishonim, he was considered the authority on human anatomy. And he said, you see the Chachamim knew a lot of things he didn't. And how do we know that the only things he didn't? Because he doesn't talk about them. Why don't he discuss illnesses or diseases which we see today? And which Chazal do talk about. What the Torah talks about, the injuries in the lungs, injuries in the heart, which the Gemara talks about. What is a trefer, what's not a trefer, what's going to die, what's not going to die, what can't get healed, what can't get healed. And he said, the Chacham knew all this information. For example, this is two halachas of Hilchos trefers. The halacha is if there's a hole in the heart, so then the animal's going to die. If, uh, the hole in the heart means the blood will always be leaking into the body cavity. It's considered a trefer. But the Gemara says if there's something which is if the hole is in a position where the lungs which are around the heart are which means the wall of the lung is blocking the cavity of the heart, so the animal won't die because there's a natural, so to speak, block for where the hole in the heart is. The one that things leak out of. So Chazal understood that, that such a thing could happen. 
that the lung could be in a position to, so to speak, to create a, some kind of a, a cover over where there was an injury to the heart that would protect it. Or some of the dopamine is the same idea. He's talking about a case where there's a puncture in the lung, and there also the rafa is that animal will die. But uh, if it's some of the dopamine, which means the rib cage is now stuck to that lung on that point where the uh, back kind of sticks to it, then once again it covers the hole and the animal will live. So Chada understood firstly that that's that the Matthias. And number two, that there's such a principle that uh, there's a concept of a lung sticking to the rib, whatever it's going to be, which can protect it if it's injured. Similarly, this is a big part of Hilchus Trefus, explaining exactly what the lung of the animal looks like. We talk about the fact that there's the onus and almost the different parts of the lung. The bigger lobes, the smaller lobes, have to be exactly the right, two on the left and three on the right, and one at the bottom, which is called the anus of the varda. And if any of them are in the wrong position or the wrong shape, or there's too many or too few, then the lung is straight. Which means they had to, Chazal had to obviously understand exactly what the lungs are meant to look like and what would be considered uh, uh, something which is. Uh, just a malformation or what's considered something we're just going to die from. Same thing for Yevish area. Uh, Yevish, which means if part of the lung starts to dry up. And there also, the Rakha tells us in detail what stage Yevish, which means the uh, area of the lung which has gotten dry, is, a, is something which is a trait for what stage it's not. Similarly, Vam Sesa, which means when the, the flesh starts to uh, rot and starts to uh, uh, kind of fall away, at what stage is that something which is going to cause, causes a trait for when it doesn't? What's called a trefer? Trefer means going to die. Eventually. No, because of this. So what we said because of this, it can't recover. It's going to die within the year as a result of this oh, injury. Within the year. Right. So then things like a chazal. It's also umidiyasa Just like they understood the very manafshim, which means the more spiritual organs, and so that too. Masha amru There's two different karmim. There's two different uh, layers of membranes around around the brain. And we know today that that's true. And uh, then Chazal talk about it. What would be the din if the one member got cut? What if the din if the other member got cut? Uh, and then uh, they understood exactly how these two membranes work and what's going to damage the brain and what's not. Same thing with the same thing. There also has two membranes and what they're just going to damage that organ. Which means that there's two uh, basically glands. At the back of the skull, because there means the skull, there's two glands at the back of the skull. When I put it with the and on the inside of that is the brain, and the outside of that is the spinal cord. As I understood, the spinal cord is in the same cells as the brain. And it's a natural continuation from the brain into the spinal cord. And when we tell what the difference is between them, we call these two pudding. There's two little, like, kind of little, they look like little, like, kind of, a pulls of bean. It looks like little glands, like things on either side of the skull. And that's the, the the demarcation point. What's called the brain and what's not. And similarly, there's a difference between if a spinal cord is punctured, the animal's kosher. If the brain is punctured, the animal's a trefer. So we have to know exactly which stage it changes from one to the other one. And they were able to prove that a, a centimeter below the animal would live. that would live past 12 months. And how they would that? Right. Oh wow. How would they know that again? How much have you seen that? All these halachas or trefers, so what causes animal time or doesn't, it's not if we had enough animals to, in, observe, in laboratory conditions to observe what happens if we do this, what happens if we do that, what happens if here gets a hole here, he gets an injury there. No, that's how it's only everything. But then again, like he says, the, the non-Jewish uh, doctors or medical researchers didn't know all of that. 
they were on that observation. And obviously, they hadn't checked exactly in all these cases what's going to cause injury or not. How do you remember all of this? How do you remember all of this? In Alfitara? Yeah, Chazara? Chazara, for sure. If you look at the Ram Hilfus Trifus, you start the 70 Trifus. And obviously, if you don't write it down, you have to memorize it. So, what's the problem? We can't remember these things. We can't remember our Mishnah. Because we haven't tried our brains to remember. Today, we rely too much on the fact that we have the books available, so we can just look it up again, and we don't need to remember. I always say this, Shem Ramesh Shapiro is a friend of Rachel. He said that the worst, the, the, what, the, what most uh, makes us unable to remember anything is that something you need to buy the sorry. That's okay, it's just on the shelf. Or I should remember, if I need to, it's there, I'll look it up. Whereas if someone offers you a safe and says, listen, it's the same as out of print. If you want to borrow it for a day, you can borrow it, but I need it back tomorrow. So I know this is my one chance to get to see the safe. I'll do my best to remember everything you said because I know I wanted access to it again to check it out. So then, I have to learn more my memory. I heard Rosh Mulberbam say that every bacher in the mirror knew Ketzais Balpet. Because the guy, there was one copy of Ketzais, and you got it once a year. It got passed around the whole yeshiva. So they, they got it and they memorized it that night. Okay, makes sense. That's the same idea. Every person has to remember anymore. So they're lazy because we don't need to learn our memory so much, so we don't. The Amro, classic Kani Havi, similar another example of Hazal's knowledge of medicine, it says there's three Kani. A Kani is like a pack. Chad Parish Leva, one goes to the heart. Chad Parish Leva, one goes to the lungs. Chad Parish Leva, one goes to the liver. Now, what this, these pipes are, are talking about is Ba'atim is talking about the arteries leaving the heart. So, we talk about the aorta living, okay, with the various arteries from the heart, where either they're going to the heart, which means it's the way the blood comes back into the heart. Or it's going to, to the body, which we call the primary, going to the body, which goes down to the liver. Or it's going through the lungs, which is uh, where it gets oxygenated before it goes around the body. So we're talking about the different kind of the heart. So the Chazal understood exactly how the, how the circulation system works. And, um, and he's going to give more examples, we'll see tomorrow, Be'ez Hashem. And so he says, you see that even from the Gemara, we can see Chazal's knowledge of medicine. You don't have to come to the special things that they wrote for themselves. As a, as a way to remember their medical knowledge, we see from the Gemara. Once again, this is something which, in order to be able to prove, not that these things existed, anybody who would dissect an animal would find these organs, but to say what's going to happen if this organ gets injured, and what's going to happen if it gets a hole in it, and what's going to happen if it, you know, if, or anything else which could go wrong in the trephus, well, that would need a tremendous amount of trial and error to try and prove anything. And uh, right, it would be inconclusive because an animal died within the year. How do you know for that? Maybe something else went wrong. So for, for even today, for men to say that inclusively that a person is going to die within a year because of this is very difficult because I'll tell you normally that we have no idea. There could be too many other things which are which could cause complications or could you know, change the situation. The Chazal to come along and say we have seventy trifles. Any one of these things, the animal is going to die in a year, has to be relying on the idea that they had from that these things are going to cause it to die. Wouldn't have come from any other way of being able to work out that information. And this all written in the mark? 